ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله in every prayer that we pray in every raka'ah of every prayer that we pray we recite surah al-fatiha alhamdulillah rabbil alamin الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين in every rak'ah of every prayer we recite this chapter of the quran as believers it is vital that all of us understand exactly what we are reading that we understand exactly what the meanings of this are we are praying every raka'ah every prayer with this chapter of the quran so how can it be that we don't know properly what it means so ponder what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us of here alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin we are saying that all praise every type of praise jami' al-mahamid they are all for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because the al when you say alhamdulillah this al is for al-istighraq as they say meaning that it encompasses and includes all types of praise that every type of praise is for allah you are praising allah the creator of mankind alhamdulillah rabbil alamin the rabb the lord the creator the provider the sustainer the one who gives life and death 
of al-'alamin meaning everything in creation kullu ma allah everything that is besides allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is from the creation of allah from the creation of the heavens and the earth and all of that which exists between them then all of this allah is the lord of it the rabb meaning the rububiyyah that allah is the creator al-khaliq al-malik al-mudabbir al-muhyi al-mumit allah is the creator the provider the sustainer the one who controls the universe and all the affairs the one who gives life and death this is what you are saying at the beginning alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin all praise every type of praise is to allah the rabb the lord of all of that which exists and then ar-rahman ar-rahim these are two of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for indeed Allah has many names more than we know and it is a mistake that some people think that Allah only has 99 names there is a hadith inna lillahi tis'an wa tis'in asma man ahsaha dakhala al-jannah that indeed Allah has 99 names whoever memorizes them and acts upon them will enter paradise but the narration does not mean that Allah only has 99 names Allah has more than that and we do not know exactly how many names Allah has these are from the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Ar-Rahman is one of the names of Allah and Ar-Rahim is one of the names of Allah and these two names of Allah they indicate the sifa of Ar-Rahmah of mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the merciful merciful to you merciful to the creation even there is mercy for the disbelievers they have air to breathe and food to eat and clothes to wear and homes to live in this is from the mercy of allah upon them but we know there is a specific mercy for the believers thereafter a mercy for the believers in the afterlife that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his mercy and justice will enter the believers into paradise but the disbelievers will enter into the hellfire so allah is merciful and his mercy encompasses everything and this is what the meaning of these names is ar-rahman ar-rahim indicating the mercy of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then after that when you have said alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen ar-rahman ar-rahim maliki yawmiddin that allah is the king and the owner of the day of judgment yawmiddin 
is the day of recompense, the day of accountability. Maliki Yawmiddin, Allah is the one who is in authority of the day of accountability, the day when we will all be judged, the day when our deeds will be balanced on the weighing scale, the deeds of good and the deeds of bad, then it is certainly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the Lord of that day, the King of that day, the owner of that day, the day of recompense and the day of judgment, the day of accountability of the hisab of every servant where his books will be weighed, his good deeds and his bad deeds will be weighed. And so for the ones whose good deeds are heavier, then they are the successful. But as for those whose bad deeds are heavier, then they are the unsuccessful. So this brings an element of fear. This brings some fear for a person. A fear that on that day, maybe you will be held accountable for your sins and you may be punished for your sins. There is fear. But in the previous ayah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, there is hope. And this is how Ahlul Sunnah, they always are balanced between Ar-Raja wal khawf the hope and the fear. When you say Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, you have the hope in Allah that Allah will forgive you and He will have mercy on you. But then you remember that Allah is Maliki Yawmiddin. He is the owner of that day of recompense, the king of that day of recompense. You will be held accountable. So now you have fear. So there is hope and there is fear. And that is how the believers are. Just like Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned that the believer is balanced between the fear and the hope and the love. Just like a bird, the love, your love for Allah is like the head of the bird and your fear is one wing and your hope is one wing. And so the bird is balanced and flies but if you do not have fear and only hope, like the murji'ah, then the bird cannot fly with one wing. And if you have only fear and no hope, like the khawarij, then the bird cannot fly. And if you have only love, like the sufiyah, then the bird cannot fly. The believer, ahlul sunnah, wal jama'ah, they are balanced between the love, the fear, and the hope. And so you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin, Iyaka Na'abudu, Wa Iyaka Nasta'een, That you alone, we worship, you alone, we obey and worship and do our righteousness for, and you alone, we seek our aid and assistance. You alone we worship and you alone we seek our aid and assistance from. Notice it says, Iyaka na'abudu. And it does not say, Na'abudu ka. 
Iyaka comes first, and this in the Arabic language, it indicates restriction, al-hasr, that you only, you only we worship. Nobody else, no other deity, no other person. And you alone, we seek aid and assistance from nobody else, not the deceased in their graves, not seeking shafa'a from the dead. You alone we seek aid and assistance from. And this is the tawheed that a believer needs to be upon. So ponder and think over these meanings, what you are reading in every single raka'ah of every single prayer. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawm Al-Deen. You alone we worship and you alone we seek aid and assistance from. Imagine now the people who say that in their prayer, every prayer, but then they go and they seek aid and assistance from the dead in the graves. You are saying, then how are you going to the dead people in the graves and asking them for aid and assistance? How are you going and worshipping others besides Allah when you are saying, So ponder and reflect over these meanings. And then you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after that to guide you to the straight path. Guide us to the straight path and this guidance, al-hidayah. There are different levels of guidance and you are asking Allah for guidance in this world to the truth, to the methodology of the Prophet to be upon Tawheed, to be upon Islam. You are asking Allah to guide you to that straight path to keep you away from the misguided pathways of shirk and bid'ah, but to keep you upon the straight pathway of tawheed. Just like in the hadith, it is mentioned one time, one of the companions said that the Prophet ﷺ drew a line in the sand. That the Prophet drew a straight line and he said, Hada Sabilullah. This is the path of Allah. That's the straight path that you wish you wish to be upon. Not misguided away to the other pathways. Because in the hadith it then says, He drew lines to the right and lines to the left misguided lines and he said that upon all of these other pathways there is a shaitan calling you to them so you ask Allah guide us to the straight path to the pathway of those whom you have blessed you wish to be upon the pathway of those who have been blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You do not wish to be upon the pathway 
of those who have become misguided. You wish to be upon the pathway of the likes of the martyrs and the likes of the righteous, the likes of the obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the truthful upon sincerity in their worship and obedience, those who have been blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is the pathway you wish to be upon. Those are the types of people you wish to be like. The likes of the prophets and messengers, the likes of the companions radiallahu anhum, you wish to be upon that straight path, upon the path of those whom Allah blessed. And so you make dua in every raka'ah, in every prayer, asking Allah to guide you to that straight path, the path of those whom Allah blessed. But then as well, you ask Allah to keep you safe from the path of those who became misguided, the path of those whom Allah's anger is upon, not upon the pathway of those whom your anger is upon. And that is the pathway of those who have knowledge, but do not act upon their knowledge. And that is like the Jews. And the misguided ones, you ask Allah to keep you away from the path of the misguided ones. And they are the ones who try to worship, but without knowledge. Trying to worship, but without knowledge. And they are like the Christians. But the Muslim, he worships Allah upon knowledge, upon basirah, insight, understanding of the Quran and the Sunnah to be upon that rightly guided pathway. So think carefully and ponder over these meanings that you are reading in every single raka'ah of every single prayer. Only then will you truly feel the fruits of the prayers that you pray. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een For ya ibadallah As believers This is from the basics of our religion We pray every day It cannot be It cannot be that we pray And we have no idea what we are doing And we have no idea what we are saying and we have no idea of the meanings of what Al-Fatiha has. When you pray and you understand what you are saying, and you understand what this dua is you are making in the Fatiha, you understand what this praise is that you are giving to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is the person who will come out of his prayer with the benefit. That is the person who will come out of the prayer finish his prayer and he has benefited in his heart and that is why a shaykh al-Hameen rahimahullah ta'ala he mentioned some people they only pray with their body they pray with their body but they do not pray with their heart some people they line up and they stand up in the row and they are following the imam with their bodies their bodies are doing the ruku'ah, their bodies are doing the prostration. 
but their hearts are somewhere outside the mosque. Their hearts are somewhere far away, only their bodies are here doing the prayer. That is not what the believer should be doing. That is not what is legislated for the prayer. Pray with your bodies and your hearts, with the khushu'a, the focus and the submission in the prayer, considering and knowing that you are praying to your creator, the giver of life and death, the one who will control and controls the day of judgment and your accountability. Pray as though this may be your final prayer. Pray with your bodies and your hearts, understanding what you are saying. And not just the Fatiha, but the rest of the prayer too. If you do not know what the words mean in the rest of the prayer, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, the rest of the parts of the prayer, if you do not know what those words mean and what you are saying, then you will not be benefiting from the prayer as you should. And you need to learn that as a point of emergency, as a point of immediate, immediate concern that a person learns and understands what he is doing and what he is saying. Only then will you find the fruits of the prayer in your lives, in your uh, situations, in your affairs, in all of your matters. You will find the fruits of the prayer and keeping away from the sins and the goodness when you understand and pray with your hearts and your bodies. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us comprehension and that we pray with that submission with our hearts and bodies in the prayer, understanding and comprehending and benefiting from this great act of worship that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves.